Yeah, we we can hear you. Yeah, we hear you. I mean, you're on the stream right now. No audio, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait, I think it's fine now. No, but on the stream, I just heard myself I, talk. Yeah, so I me think too. It's just, it's me just and Slush you. Is, just you. Oh, right, because desktop audio is coming through, but your microphone isn't. So maybe your microphone isn't set up <laughs> properly. This is so funny. This is ridiculous. <laughs> You're live to 200 people right now, and this is what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> This is the slush. This is the slush and turkey Tom show now. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the pod. Welcome to the pod. Welcome to the oh, pod. Thanks, man. Um, pod. I'm so glad to have you here with me, slush. I thank you so much, Turkey Tom. You know, it's really yeah. an honor to be here. Thank you. Yeah, you know, I just I respect your content a lot. I thought it would be good to get you on, hear your your story, your experience. Yeah, no, I've been watching every episode for like the last seven years. Really? Like, wow. Years old. Yeah, I've been trying my best. Um, yeah, actually, I guess I would have been like 11. Turn 18 on Sunday. Oh, congratulations. Dude. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Dude, now you can oh, I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm, I'm going to be turning 18. Oh, this Sunday. Sunday? Yeah, this coming Sunday. Yeah. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Wait, so Blink. is Can't work out his audio. Now? I don't think so. Oh, someone, someone donated saying, we can hear you now, yay. Are you sure? Yeah, no, it's only us. I'm still just, I'm watching Glink right now, and he's just talking, but no audio is coming out. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, we can hear, okay, listen, <laughs> Glink, Glink, listen, I will relay the messages from Glink to his fans. Okay. What's that, Glink? You hate your fans? They all suck? <laughs> that, Glink? Oh, no, no, Glink, don't say that word. Glink? No. This is that word is not very nice. Podcast. We can't have him on the podcast. He just keeps saying these racially charged words. His fans. You know, we tried, and and last time he did the exact same thing. He did he? Did he, he just can't stop being all racist? The black people he knew and just started saying it on the phone. <laughs> Honestly, disgusting behavior. I I didn't even expect it from Glink. You know, I thought he would be a very chill, yeah. not racist guy. He seems but... cool, you know, from his YouTube channel, but really, he's just yeah. out in the streets saying the N word. Oh no, he's just he's just out there dropping off and this and that. When will it end? F that should this? be the real question. We all know how he got banned on Twitch. We do. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> Should I add Shy? Shy can potentially help you. I don't know. We need another member of the Shai cast. Is in the, Shai, if you're in the chat, message me on Discord if you heard that. Uh. Oh, He I is in the mean. chat. Fixed it. Oh my god, I fixed it. I fixed oh, it. I fixed it. I fixed it. it. I fixed did you? It. I, I see it. audio. I fucking did it. Okay. Let me turn off screen share. And turn off. This thing. 
Man, I'm really... Okay, well, let me just do the intro again, actually. <laughs> okay. Um, hold on, guys. We're going to do... <clears throat> Ignore everything that happened previously. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. You want to know how I got these subs... Well, my father was a commentary channel, and he used to make videos on Leafy is Here. See, to them, these civilized commentators, you're just a freak. Like me. First chance they get, they'll cast you out. Like a leper. Um... That's all I got. Oh, fuck. What happened to this? What the fuck is going on? No. Okay, we're back. Yeah, no shit. Good afternoon, everybody. Okay, camera's on now. All right. Ignore all of the background. I just, the quality is literally like three <laughs> frames a second excellent. right now. I'm watching the stream. It's unwatchable. Really? Really? I'm looking at my face in slow motion. No, no. That's you. That's you, motherfucker. That's your cam. No, it's coming from your stream. I don't think it is. No, dude. it's coming from your stream. No, his no, everyone is in slow on motion. My, on my end, he looks fine. Why are you stretching, Mr. Robota? Okay. Just turn off the camera. Is it F? Is it F? Oh, my God. Is it really the stream? It says excellent connection on this fucking thing. Great stream so On far. your stream, it looks like you and me, Greg, are like moving fine. Oh, no. Tom looks normal. Now. I think it, He's moving. it's fine. It is fine. It's Tom's shit cam. Holy it, shit. Oh, my God. Hey, guys. What sorry. Happened? Sorry. My connection sucks, you know. Okay, fault. I'm back. Discord crashed. I'm pretty sure it is your fault, Greg. It's not my fault, dude. You always blame everything. Okay. Hello. So yeah, <laughs> Tom, your fault. Tom's Discord crashed, and it's my fault. Makes sense. It is your fault, actually. Yeah. All right. Everybody in the chat yeah. is saying it's fine now. Thank you guys for everybody saying it's fine. All right. So. Right. I'll be one of the smoother starts to our podcasts. This is <laughs> Gush. Welcome to Gush. What is Gush? Well, you're going to find out. But more importantly... This is the individual formerly known as Turkey Tom, but now he goes by a different label because... Berkey Bomb. Can you shut the fuck up? <laughs> Zaptai is not only in studio, he's also reborn as Turkey Tom, as Zaptai. I don't know what you go by now, Mr. Chicken Chad, uh, commentary joker, um... The 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 what 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 did you what would you call yourself, Tom? Um, call myself friendly friendly guy, friendly cool guy. Likes making friends. Yeah, Damn, I want to be friends with that guy. Yeah, me too. That's what I would say if I knew a guy called friendly cool guy who likes making friends. <laughs> um. So Tom is a commentary channel on YouTube, one of the scum of the earth, as we call them, but. Mm -hmm. Unlike other commentary channels, Turkey Tom puts in minimal effort to his videos. So True. we are very 
honor to have him on this podcast. Um, Tom, how did you get into commentary community? How did I get into commentary community? <laughs> yeah. Did you mean YouTube or did you mean the commentary community? Um, the comment, I don't know. I mean, I like started making videos and then people started watching them and then I, I met people. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of it. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> there's not like some crazy story. You... Well, what was the first video you made? Yeah. Uh, fuck. On my current channel, uh, it was like early 2015. I made like movie reviews where I like sat in front of my camera and I was like, Oh, I don't know the lore. This what is. There's a previous yeah. channel? Well, there are like other channels, but I mean, they're not like Turkey Tom. They're like oh, you know, okay. other stuff. Like, you know, the, the dumb shit you do when you're like 12. Right. right. You're, like Minecraft. Yeah. But uh, I started making commentary videos in like late 2016 when everyone was um and uh yeah i mean it wasn't until like two years later that wait wait, wait anything hold really hold on hold on uh Skirt. you made commentary videos in 2016 you said i did okay you are 18 now correct uh yeah just about okay so that means you were 14 years old when you started i was making these videos i did as somebody who started this as a teenager and is still a teenager and has gotten to your level of success, notoriety, you know, you have a, a couple hundred thousand subs, you got a lot of Twitter engagement, you got a big audience. How do you feel this has affected your upbringing, your social life, your career? Do you think you started too early, too late? Is this a good time? Why don't you give me a rundown of how you feel about that trajectory? Yeah, um, probably too early. I wish I had started later, to be honest. I think I made a lot of not great videos, especially at the start, uh, that I wish I could just like sort of take take back. But you but you, you can't take things back, obviously. That's not how it works. But I think if I had waited a few more years, like if I had started uh, like now, if I had started now, I think I would have been like satisfied with my sort of track record or whatever. Um, not that I've had like a ton of controversy, but in general, it's like, you know, you just put out videos that you're not really proud of. Uh, Do you think that putting out those videos and having those opinions that you're in, like now embarrassed of like helped propel you to where you are now, though, in terms of like your thought process? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, for sure. But it's just like, you know, you, you'd hope that your sort of like missteps aren't in front of an audience and are just yeah. like, you know, like especially at that early age. But, you know, it, it is what it is. I'm not really uh like... um. So Tom, myself up about it. I've watched several of your videos, not all of them, admittedly. Um, and I remember about a couple years ago is when I first saw your little character guy with the brown hair. And I thought, oh, I've seen this guy everywhere. He must be popping off. And indeed, you have. I mean, uh, your Pokemon criticism not welcome video, 613K views. Everybody hates Ethan, 755K. And you make these longer videos now than I think you used to, um, you know, going into almost the 30 minute mark. I just watched your uh, latest video last night, actually, the uh, Leafy is here versus Twitch streamers and that whole thing. Now, can you give me a rundown of your relationship with Leafy, with Zaptai, with this I'm Alex? Like, how do you know these guys? How did you first get to know these kinds of um figures that you're closely associated with now 
Um, yeah, I mean, originally, I guess, just as like a viewer, I was just watching YouTube and like, you know, observing the the whole commentary thing. And I remember, I remember when I subscribed to I'm Alex. Actually, it was really early on. I think, uh, I think Pyrocynical gave him like a spot on his channel or like a shout out. And then I was like, okay, I'll check out this guy's channel. And I think he had like 20,000 subs, maybe, maybe 18,000 around there. Um, so, you know, that, that's how I found out about him. I watched him for a few months and they kind of got bored of him. I didn't really grow to like, really dislike him until a lot later. Uh, Leafy, I watched back in the day when he was huge. He was definitely one of my main inspirations for making content. Um, at first, I thought his sort of like, you know, even if his content wasn't awesome, his like work ethic and his kind of like legacy was cool. I appreciated his sort of sense of humor and the fact that he was bringing something uh, a little more, you know, especially compared to what we have today, a little more, I guess, edgy, you would say. Mm-hmm. Um, as for Zaptai, uh, I was a fan of him back in the day. Um, and then I, I remember seeing him leave YouTube and being very disappointed about it. And then uh, I was planning to do some kind of video about it with a friend of mine. Um, but we, we kind of just procrastinated, never got around to it. And then eventually, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of credit here should go to Nicholas Diorio because he did a lot of the research there and made his own videos, um, kind of uncovered a lot more of the truth. And then I did my own video, did a little more research. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of the story behind Zaptai, but I, I felt especially bad for him because I feel like, you know, at such a, at such a young age, uh, he didn't deserve to be sort of kicked out of the community for lambasted, what he did. Lambasted. Now, sure. um, now that we're past the five-minute mark, Turkey Tom, are you a Nazi? Yes. So you're going through all our questions way too fast, Greg. That was like question eight. I want to know the origin of the Nazi allegations, background, label. Let's get into that. Yeah. Um, I'd say it probably started with... Uh... I mean, <laughs> I made this video that opened on a joke about the Jewish people, uh, which did not go over that well. I mean, it was fine at first, but then, like, people started calling me an anti-Semite and saying I, like, garner an audience of racists. So, yeah, that's kind of the origin of that. And people have been talking about that pretty much ever since. So it mostly stems from, like, a single joke? Yeah, it's just one video. The joke uh, yeah. was something I- about shekels, right? No, I, it actually wasn't even shekels. It was, uh, I opened, I was just like, hello, my fellow Jews or something. Or Hebrew. <laughs> it wasn't even like a particularly like anti-Semitic thing. Uh, it was just I like think, a reference but... to Judaism. It was a dog whistle in the eyes of people who thought you were a Nazi. Yeah, basically. Yeah. What do you think about these dog whistle? Do you think dog whistles are real? Do you think you do them? Do you think people do them? Are they dangerous? Why do you uh, do I, <laughs> I certainly don't do them. I just, I just like making funny jokes. Um, I don't make political oh, content. Oh, sure really. you don't. See, that's exactly what a dog whistler would say. That's true. It probably yeah. is. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I uh, I don't really make a lot of political content. I'm not out here uh, to push any sort of agenda. Uh, I would say I, I disagree with the far right on more issues than I agree. But yeah, I mean, I'm, a, I'm certainly not a Nazi or, you know, whatever label you could slap on. It's interesting because I feel like uh, the public perception of you, like, Obviously, like people think that you're alt right or something, but I don't think that many people think that. I think not it's that small... many people, but like it's like yeah. a thing that comes up. But mostly, what I want to get at is that like I feel like there's this perception that you're like a political commentator to some extent, or like people like look to you for political opinions. No, I don't. Do I, I try to actually stay away from politics if I can. 
Yeah, um, I don't. I'd rather just not talk about politics. Uh, they're yeah. they're very vicious. Like the the whole political thing is really not fun to get involved with. Hmm. Yeah, I agree absolutely. The thing is, though, that I feel like you can't say or you're not going to say. Um, but I, I do think it needs to be said that Turkey Tom, he's 18. None of his political affiliations, ideas, beliefs ultimately matter because his brain isn't even fully developed yet. And I say this because I was 18 and... You know, and I know every a lot of other people that around that age, you're just not really fully informed on things that you might think you are. You might think you have a grasp on the world and your beliefs of the world, but you just haven't experienced enough. You haven't grown enough. So to anyone, this is like a serious proclamation here to anyone that is labeling Tom as a Nazi, as alt-right, as uh, hateful, bigoted, whatever, the, whatever phrase you want to put on it, because there was some YouTubers who did this. Um, one of them, I don't know his name, but he was the guy who made the like 30-minute video about you. D'Angelo Wallace, I think is his name. Yeah. That is him. D'Angelo Wallace. And no offense to D'Angelo Wallace. I don't even know the guy. But the thing is, you just – I feel like you just can't take someone like Tom seriously, and you shouldn't. And also, his beliefs aren't even fully formed. Even if you think he has bad ideas, the way – this is actually the perfect time to like be friendly to him and be like, hey, Tom – that's not cool. Don't hate the Jews because they're good people. And they <laughs> but I love them. I love them. Yes. Yeah. I, see, I mean, I guess the, it's, it's already I guess, like, working. The it's already working. <laughs> I can see like, I can see like the criticism for, for you would be against that would be that like, you know, I may be 18, but I have an audience that can influence people. And I'm not saying that I am in any way, but, but uh, what I'm saying is that the argument they're going to use against you to sort of challenge how old your is your audience? They're going to say, I don't know, but if if I was, you know, pushing some weird like ideology and radicalizing people, then that's what their criticism is going to be. It's like it doesn't matter what my age is; it matters the yeah. effect of my words. What they're going to say to that? Yeah, no, that's true. But also, what I'm trying to say is, if you're not getting super political, anyways, it doesn't even matter. What I'm kind of talking about your private beliefs, actually, first of all. But uh, even publicly, I would say that even publicly, your message. And your beliefs can shift and your audience will follow you. Uh, I do kind of wonder how old your audience is, though. I feel like they're probably all 10. Uh, I think according to analytics, I think it says like 18 to 24. But uh, we all know people lie. So, yeah, yeah I was going to say, I don't I don't think 10. I think they're probably like around my age. I just want to point out the amazing compliments that uh, Greg just gave you. Your brain is not fully developed and no one should. Really my audience in my audience is a bunch of 10 years old, 10 year olds. Yeah. Well, this is how Greg is. He's, he's a little, he feels that he's superior because he's older. Yeah. You know, he's eight yeah. years older oh, than no, me. No, so no. he feels he has a lot of wisdom. No, 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 no. That's not why I feel I'm superior. I feel like I'm superior because I make way better videos, but uh, don't worry. Can't just hear that. Um, no comment. <laughs> So, Sam, did you watch Slush? Did you watch Turkey uh, Tom's l latest video? I did. Yeah, absolutely did. Okay. Uh, well, I want to get invested into that. in myself. I want to get into yeah, that the topic. whole Twitch streamers reacting to YouTube videos. Uh, yeah, I actually wanted to talk about that myself. Uh, one thing that I wanted to talk about specifically is that in this heated debate of Twitch streamers and YouTubers and whatever, uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of YouTubers have been really pissed off 
And then there are some YouTubers like Internet Historian who are saying things like they, they actually don't mind that streamers are watching their videos. I think Okinaru is another example. So I wanted to talk about that a little bit because I think uh, it's a little, it's interesting. Some YouTubers see, see it as a benefit, but I also think that there's an argument to be made that you know people like Internet Historian have less to lose because they're so much bigger as channels. And uh, it's just, for them, it's just exposure. Their video is going to do super well anyway. Whereas for anyone like us, like we we have successful videos, but we're not getting like 15 million views on a video like like he is. So it's kind of different. I don't know, Tom. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Uh, I don't want to speak for him, but I think yeah. personally, his like sort of feelings on that are informed by his like position because he's you know he he is you know pop very popular. He employs a lot of people uh, helping with his stuff. So it's kind of like I don't I don't really know how I feel about that whole. I. I don't know. I, I think if he was in our position, he would feel differently. I think well, so too. But an interesting example is Gokunaru, who is pretty much the same area, like in the same size. Of he talked about that. it. I haven't seen his take. Well, at the, I forget which video it was. Maybe it was like his response to the response of H three. It was something recently he posted. It wasn't the Hong Kong video, but he yeah. said at the end of the video, like, if you're a Twitch streamer, feel free to react to my videos, etc. Like, I don't care. So, and and he has said to both Greg and I privately that he thinks it's fine. Like, he has no problem with it personally. And I think so. it's interesting because he's in a completely different position than someone like Internet yeah. Historian. Yeah. Well, I guess with him, it's like he's not really... I mean, this, yeah. my impression of him is he doesn't really rely on YouTube as a source of income considering, you know, how infrequently he posts. So I yeah, think that's part of it not. for him as well. It's like the other extreme, but still sort of the same sort of uh, argument, you know. It's like he doesn't really have to worry that much about it. Um, I think honestly, the best course of action would just be to copyright claim these reactions on YouTube. Um, that's gonna yeah, start a I war. Mean, that's gonna start a war. It's certainly an option. That uh, I don't know. I think I think if they're smart, they'll take it. No, they'll take it. Like you mean, take the Twitch streamers will just take it, uh, like with grace or whatever. It, yeah, I mean, if you claim it, they'll just be like, okay, whatever. You claimed it, you know. Are they gonna take anything with it. grace? Hopefully. No, hell no. Listen. <laughs> You don't they think they will? So far, <laughs> this is this is how I frame this this issue, okay? Uh, and your video, you you had a good analysis. You had a very nuanced point. Um, you didn't just say "fuck these Twitch streamers," you know, and it's only one way because that's what a lot of lazy yeah. YouTube channels do. They just take one perspective and that's it. Um, but you gave a very nuanced and like well thought out response. I thought in your video. Um, however, I do think that what's happening here is sort of a phenomenon that really can't be stopped. It's something akin to uh, kind of like music uh, downloading or illegal music pirating back in the early 2000s and things like that. And really what this is, is it's kind of a tax of big streamers, big internet personalities with a lot of sway with a large audience onto uh, everyone's content that they're watching. And in that sense, I mean, yeah, they're skimming a little bit off the top in terms of views, you know, Asmongold, uh, XQC, uh, whatever, any number of these people, they will watch your video and they will steal views in the short term. In the long term, you might vaguely get paid back in some form of exposure yet to be determined how that plays out. You know, it's less measurable. Right. You don't see those metrics, but they do happen. Um, 
and it's like a tax. It's like, well, what is, how do, how do governments work? Like, or any tax system, it's like you pay a fee and then you're supposed to get some benefits long-term. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, what are we supposed to do about it? Really? You know, if, if we, if we can't claim it, like, like what even the course of action is there, like, they're not going to just stop on their own. I don't think that's unlikely. No. Well, actually, so like, okay, first of all, I'm just going to say that I have way, I don't really have a problem with, uh, streamers watching YouTube videos on. I don't as much as I do the re-upload. The re-upload yeah. It's the, it's the re-upload the, the re that I really don't like. But I was going to say that, like, theoretically, you can DMCA Twitch streams. So, like, I'm not encouraging it, though. I think it's it's a bad, it's a really bad direction for this debate to go yeah. in. Yeah. It's just going to keep happening. And yeah. And also, I think that, like, even in the case of the reuploads, like, actually, no, I, I don't like the reuploads at all. But, like, there are so many instances where a streamer reacting to a video is beneficial for the YouTuber. Like even if, let's say it's like a small a video that wasn't destined to get that many views, like so many more people are gonna know about it right. now. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. For me it's like, I don't know. I gave my opinion on it in my video. You know, it's like I, I think I laid it out pretty well that like, you know, obviously there are some benefits that can come, but at the end of the day, like you can't change the fact about what the content is in its nature, you know? Yeah. Um and yeah. I mean, that's kind of, there's nothing else I can really, like, they, I'm not going to make, like, a second video or, like, keep yeah. tweeting at these Twitch streamers or whatever. It's like, you know, I gave my kind of piece, and if they change, they change. If they don't, I mean, what what, what can I really do, you know? There isn't really an incentive to change, as far as I can tell. No, there, there isn't, unless someone big, uh, like Keemstar, picks it up. Are you saying that you're not going to do content nuke, content nuclear fallout, content Mad Max, content post-apocalyptic <laughs> wasteland on this topic, like Leafy did? Um, <laughs> I think, I think, uh, I don't know. There's this weird, like, mostly because of what, uh, IDubs did. There's this impression that like every commentary video has to be like a game ending thing. And I don't really want it to be that way. I think you can, you can criticize someone, give some entertainment and kind of move on, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. well, you did say something in your video and I mean, really, this is just something that uh, I think gets overlooked too by the commentary community is that, a lot of these Twitch streamers, when they were giving these criticisms, they were kind of reacting and responding to Leafy. And the fact that, I mean, how many videos does he have on Pokimane? Like 15. Right. Uh, and they're also just not well made. And Leafy is just, okay, whatever you think about him as a person or his entertainment value, it's just true that he has lazy ass content. Some crazy number, yeah. Um, he has lazy content. He doesn't. You would it. say it's transformative, though. His right? content, of course, is transformative. Oh, it's definitely transformative. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely transformative. Okay. I didn't know where you were going with it, but yeah. The point is that it it is kind of unfortunate because he's like the worst example of uh, successful YouTuber. Yeah, exactly. Like he's an outlier, and the truth is, most YouTubers in his position. I think definitely put in a lot more work and definitely had to work harder to get their audience and to get views. Uh, and so right. when these, when these streamers are saying things like, Oh, this guy just puts out a video every few days, which is kind of true for leafy or whatever, however often he does it, it's just not right. true for the vast majority of YouTubers and they don't make nearly as much money or anything like that. Oh yeah. I meant to ask you, uh, Glink, how do you feel about, I think, I think we were talking about this as and XQC, I think they did reactions to your video that, um, I think they they got close to it in views at least. It was your your problem with live streaming video. How do you feel about that? Yeah, uh, they did. They actually got more views than it initially in the first like forty eight hours, and then 
now because my videos are just good on their own, it's doing well in the algorithm and still growing and theirs are not. Right. Of course. Of course. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, it's really defeating when you see that. And this is weird because with Asmongold, he's, I interviewed him. He's in the video. So I felt like yeah. less, I'm like, okay, whatever for him. He has more of a right to it. But XQC wasn't even in the video. And, um, and that's fine. Whatever. It's kind of funny because I actually reached out to him. I t DM'd him. His reaction was like significantly longer too, right? Asmongold. Asmongold. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, I reached out to XQC while making the video. I'm like, I was going to interview him and he didn't respond. So I did feel a little bit extra burned. I'm like, oh, you didn't respond to my Twitter DM of me wanting to have you in the video. And then you're just going to react to it. And it's going to get more views than mine initially. And you're stealing views from me. That's kind of like part of my yeah. brain is thinking that. But then, of course, my I'm also thinking like, you know, whatever. It's just short term. It doesn't matter. But, dude, it's. Yeah, it's super defeating. And another thing people don't consider about this whole dynamic that I was uniquely in, most of these YouTubers do have small channels when it's like um, a lot of the times it's, it is smaller channels. They put out a good video, like their first good video, and then streamers react. Okay, that's very common. Or it's like just a one-off. But for me, I actually have a somewhat established channel. It's not like I wasn't going to get views if these streamers didn't react. So they're not even helping me very much probably minimally like it probably is a net loss for me so there's a right. spectrum of small youtuber big youtuber and how much these streamers affect your uh algorithm and all that what do you guys think yeah. of um because like asmongold he reacts in a way where he like adds a lot of commentary to like like you saw like with his reaction to glink's video it was like much longer than glink's actual yeah video. i think it was almost double the length and he does something. that a lot yeah. my impression what is that he does that? My impression is he does usually add to it, right? Yeah. Uh, like, like he does usually have a pretty good reaction, would you say? Yeah, I so. but I still think there's, I don't know, this whole thing is just a mess. But still, him having an entire uploaded highlights channel of him reacting, I don't care how long his reactions are, it's still based completely on other people's content. Uh but I guess there's there's obviously a difference, right, between just sitting there and eating and just actually adding a lot of insight or commentary onto something. So not in the same way, not as directly. I guess not as directly, but it's like everyone is still kind of like in a way like eating each other, you know, a little bit. But it's bit. like I think that like all three of us are doing videos that are like so significantly transformative that like you could not say that like like we are adding to other people's content and if you, know you want to look at it to, that way it comes down to just one thing uh, not one thing but the main thing is editing it's okay well it's everything it's the whole process it's not just the editing it's the research it's the scripting it's the recording voiceovers it's the filming well i think well i think what glink is talking about is editing specifically if they edited down their reaction to just the parts that they were talking uh, what he's saying. is that what you're saying I, I believe that's what he's getting at well, like, okay, kind of uh, like, okay, when you guys make a video and you're showing clips from someone else, you're showing one clip and then you're doing an analysis and then you're bring, bringing together all these different things. But okay. these, these people, they, they're watching the full video and they might offer a lot of analysis or very little or anything else, but it's, it is based entirely on that full video. You get what I'm saying? Like, it's not, okay. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Just, it, the whole video is there. 
in yes. its entirety. And they're going to watch that the whole thing. And, whether and that's what's, so, what's frustrating about it, I think, for YouTubers is that it's we don't have a job, or at least I guess there are reaction channels, but for the most part, YouTubers, they're not just, you know, we don't get to just sit there and watch someone else's video and get paid super well for doing right. that. Like, I guess my next question... My next question would be, I'm sure you guys know of, you probably don't watch him, uh, Bo Blacks. I'm sure you know of him, right? The guy who reads yeah. tweets. Yeah. Um, would you consider his content? Is that transformative or is that sort of? I've never actually watched any of his videos. Does he literally just read tweets? Does he say uh, nothing else? I would describe them as like, I don't know, he gives like a quick summary of the situation. And then most of the video is just him reading off tweets one after another with music. He doesn't he doesn't like provide insight on the tweets or something like that? Uh, no, he doesn't add like commentary or opinions really no uh, i i think that i put that kind of stuff in the same camp as there's there's channels on youtube where that it's like reddit top five uh yeah cringe okay. all time or whatever and uh, my opinion is that you're like whatever do it and no offense to Bo blacks or whoever else does those kinds of channels but honestly and this is already happening your entire channel can be replaced with like an algorithm AI robot just reading oh, yeah. voice to text. Yeah. So good they're luck not, with they're that. They're not really, yeah, they're not injecting a lot of personality. Eventually, I'd imagine they. I will mean, it's be. just so replaceable. That's the problem yeah. for them. I, I mean, yeah. there are even channels that do do text to speech um, on YouTube. Yeah, and they do well. Some of them yeah. do well. I think that like it's fun. It's interesting to compare something like that to Leafy because both are technically like low effort, but because Leafy is like one hundred percent his opinion and his take on situations is I, I find that just way better and more consumable. Yeah. And like Greg is saying, it's so much less replaceable. Yeah. There is a weird thing about Leafy's like editing though. Like I don't, maybe he doesn't know how to edit like a video at all. Like, like, like not even just like how to use software, but like the theory of it. Cause he'll just play like a random clip that like doesn't make sense and won't like say <laughs> yeah. anything about it. And then he'll just start talking. Like it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, He's just super fucking lazy. Well, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, he is. He is. He is. I could be wrong, but I think at this point, Leafy's style of or laziness with editing is kind of like. I think people kind of like that too. Some of his, oh, yeah, his yeah. fans, yeah. You know? I think it's draw. He's like it's like a shit posting type. Yeah, uh, is it aesthetically? It's kind of a yeah. There's a nostalgia for it too. It's yeah, really like true. like the 2016 days exactly. Yeah. Okay. Although these videos are even more like. You know, I think in 2016 his editing was better. You know, he had like little intros and like yeah. skits and whatever. He had like the outro. Um, you know, th there was like a, a more consistent sort of feel to it. But now, now they're <laughs> just like, yeah, there's fucking moms talking. Oh. <laughs> I think the, uh, oh god, I'm no uh, whatever. He's going off. There camera. he goes back to the Glink and Slush, or sorry, the, the Tom and Slush podcast. What I think the public really wants to know is, did Leafy legitimately think you were Zapti? Oh, yeah. I'm probably going to talk about that in a video at some point. But, yeah, I, I had him convinced for like a month and a half. How? I don't understand. He's just a dumbass. He's just, <laughs> he's just dumb. He didn't uh, click my channel link or anything. I don't think he even knew who I was before. Uh, so he, he, like, he just discovered... followed you because he was like, oh, you're that old YouTuber. Yes. And he didn't even look at your profile or any of your tweets. He well, he looked at my <laughs> tweets because on in my tweets, even I pretend to be Zaptai. I'd be like, "Hey, guys, sometimes me Zaptai." Yeah, I've <laughs> I've kind of given it up more recently, but for a while there, I was like, you know, uh, turns out I am the real Zaptai. And he would like he like I think he was he saw some of those tweets and was frowned and be like, "Yeah, you are." But then like one day, uh, I was supposed to like play Minecraft with him, and he like decided to look at my channel finally. 
He was like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> okay, guys, my grandma needed a can opener, and I had to help help out, so sorry about that. What are you guys talking about? You have to open a can on your grandma. Um, so let's shift topics. <laughs> Just ignoring that? <laughs> no, I don't even know what that means. That was stupid. So let's okay, shift topics. Mr. leaves the podcast to talk to his grandmother. I had to. <laughs> okay. All right, man. All right. So let's shift gears a little bit here. Let's shift gears. So Tom, <laughs> what do you see as the future of the commentary community? Maybe even of YouTube in general. I feel like YouTube, there was a point where it was becoming a less and less acceptable place to kind of do commentary style stuff, but the community sort of adapted maybe a bit. They sort of changed stuff. Um, and I think you actually saw that with the abolishment of Leafy circa 2016 when IDEBS did the content cop. Leafy sort of had an exodus. But now there's sort of a resurgence of, dare I say, edgy humor in the commentary community. You have people like Leafy just blatantly saying the N-word on Twitter, okay? I know it's not on YouTube, Terrible but it's on people. Twitter. <laughs> um, you have technicals who we had last time just going full NF mode. If you know what I'm talking about full on, although he's half black, so he can, he's a lot, he can do that. But, um, what do you he's see? He's got immunity. He has immunity. What do you see as the future of, I mean, do you think this is sustainable? Do you think that YouTube's going to clamp down again? Is there going to be another adpocalypse? I don't really know. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. What I will say is I think that Leafy coming back is sort of a, sort of a prophetic moment. I think we're going to see some, some changing in the tides of YouTube and more, more content like his. Because for, for a while, before he uh, came back, there were a lot of channels that were doing basically exactly what he did. And I've talked about them before, but they, they basically just made Leafy videos, but on their own channels. Yep. Um, and most of them were on the younger side, but there are multiple of them with over a million subscribers. Um, but now that he's back, I feel like people have less incentive to watch those alternatives and their, their channels aren't all doing that well. Um, I mean, they still pull like a hundred K views, but on a channel with a million subscribers, it's not that great, you know? Um, so well, you're saying the I, channels that are leafy clones aren't doing as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because he's back. I think, I think that's part of it. Yeah, honestly. Um, and I think that, uh, I think furthermore, leafy coming back is going to make a lot, a lot of people sort of feel like that it's, that it's more acceptable to make those kinds of jokes, you know, uh, people like people like me, for example, who have, you know, I've been doing it for years, um, but now someone's finally come along who's been like, you know, okay, I'm a big guy. I have 5 million subs. And I said, this is okay. And now a lot of people are okay with it. And they're, you know, I think, I think he's, he's probably got me a good 5,000 followers on Twitter. Um, wow. and, I, and from like replying to like all of my tweets. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think we'll see a lot more of leafy, uh, and people like him soon hopefully my my sort of uh branding sort of to get a little a little behind the scenes action on this i'm trying to be like some somewhat of a uh healthy middle ground between the leafies here and like a right opinion you know mm. sort of have that analysis but also have the humor uh and the branding and stuff like that yeah so you almost think that uh youtubers or commentary youtubers are going to get more edgy over time I don't think the old people who have been doing their or I no, say old people, like new but, new ones but, will come through. 
Yeah, basically. I don't think that people like I'm Alex or Drew Gooden or Cody Co., which are the people who are really, you know, sort of at the, at the top of the, the ladder right now in terms of like making commentary style content. I don't think they're going to change that much, but I think it will be a lot more acceptable and a lot of a lot more people in the same vein as Alifi is here will come along and be popular. You either. Well, what's interesting, I was going to say that what's interesting is, uh, you know, when Leafy's when Leafy left, like the style of commentary was like replaced by iDub style. Oh yeah, and so I feel it was like better. There's always a possibility that, <laughs> well, kind of. It was like everyone who was making commentary videos was trying to make higher effort, more like thought out arguments and less. Did they sort do of, a like, good work. job though? Some did and some didn't. Right. Definitely not. I, I think I'll, I'll, I'll bring up Goku Naru right now because he is the perfect example of this. He is yep. an outlier, though. He is an outlier, but but his video was so obviously modeled after Content Cop. And, yeah. you know, it was kind of amateur, rough around the edges, but it was really well made compared to a lot of other stuff that people were putting out at the time. And even now, of course, uh, in that sphere of YouTube. Yeah, he kind of made like the definitive like commentary on H3 that year. Oh yeah, absolutely. You either... really did definitive commentary on H3 total, totally, you know? You yeah. either die a commentary channel or you live long enough to see yourself become the next H3 H3. Or, um, you know, iDubs. And that's something... Here's the thing, though. Here, here's the thing. You say that, but Leafy lived long enough. He took a break. And then he just came back and everyone's like, okay. okay, he's back. Cool. Leafy's Leafy, a Phoenix. Leafy. No, no. Leafy is, I figured this out. Leafy is Batman from, you know how Batman uh, in the Dark Knight Returns, not not the Dark Knight itself, but the Dark Knight Returns, the third one. How, the Dark Knight Rises. The Dark Knight Rises. Yes. How he uh, had to like, was like exiled. And then the city is like all under lockdown and shit. And then he comes back. Right. Yeah. That's kind of like leafy. that's leafy. Uh, you know, perverse. So he's the worst of the three movies. You're saying? Yes, of course. Oh, undoubtedly. But <laughs> uh, Turkey Tom is maybe trying to be more of a the Dark Knight type. I mean, I'm getting that vibe. Even his branding is somewhat, you know, Dark Knight Joker. Would you say you identify more with Dark Knight Joker than, uh, like the Joker, Walking Phoenix, Walking Phoenix Joker, for example? Um. No? Yeah. I mean, Dark Knight Joker. I feel like I feel like I don't particularly identify with either of them because Dark Knight Joker <laughs> was just a anarchist in total and just you know it's like that yeah. whole watching the world burn quote of his is really you know really perfect to sort of show how he feels it's like he wasn't doing it for a message or to push any ideology he just liked watching shit you know yeah down disorder um yeah as for as for you know Joker Joker from the most current movie um I'd say I mean he wasn't really an anarchist he, no. um, he took advantage of an anarchist movement to not even uh, it's more of a classist movement than anything. Well, well, yeah, I, I mean, it was classist, but it was like populist and it was like, you know, down with the rich, yeah. eat the rich, whatever. Yeah. Fuck the government, fuck the police. It was Twitter in 2020. Yeah, basically. Um, <laughs> and then he kind of, you know, came in and took advantage of that to elevate himself to a status, uh, you know, and become like a symbol. Um, but yeah. I don't think I identify with either of them because I, I have things that I like believe. Uh, you know, what do you believe? What is, what is your, okay, real quick. Let me set the stage here actually, because this is actually tying in perfectly with my next video where one of my major criticisms levied at the commentary community is that seemingly none of them actually stand for anything. And they're all just a race to the bottom of you did this. You did that. We saw this with H3H3 and Keemstar and Leafy and Pokemon. Yeah. And 
what do you believe in? Like, what is something that you think you're, you're, uh, yeah. What do you, what is something you believe in strongly? In terms of like commentary YouTube? I mean, I don't know. I guess. No, no, I, no. I, not I mean, commentary in general, in general, in general, in life, in, in philosophy. In Let's expand this. Yeah. Principles. Principles. Um, I mean, I have like, I don't know if I have a lot of like super strong set, like beliefs, but I have like goals in life. I would say like things I want to meet, you know, like I, I feel like I'm, uh, I'm, I'm destined to fulfill the greatest purpose in life, which I think is starting a family. So that's what I'm going to do. Um, on that token, I'm anti-abortion. Um, yeah, stuff like that. Um, so basically I'm, I'm using, uh, all of my art and stuff like that as like a means to eventually have a family and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously I still care about the artwork I'm making, but the money that I'm making from YouTube is mostly being saved for my future. Do you think that, um, so you are a Nazi? Yes. Yeah. It sounds like you're, you know, and, and I don't mean this in any type of extreme way because I feel like the internet has turned these words into like some something else. But it just sounds like you're kind of like a, you know, you're you're somewhat conservative. You like traditional values, etc. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say I want to push them through the government, but in my personal life, that's how I'd like them to. Right. Yeah. What I think is interesting is that um, usually you would people like I would associate younger people with being more progressive. Yeah. Though I mean, you're, sure. but do you think that like you're an outlier more so, or do you think that there's like, perhaps uh, your generation is like different than the millennials? Cause the millennials are obviously extremely progressive as a generation, I'd say. Yeah. I mean, I live in a very, uh, I live in like, you probably call it like a, a white liberal hellhole. you know, it's just like everyone here is just white and liberal basically. Uh, white and liberal, in, white li and liberal, white and liberal. Uh-huh. I live you know in suburban is. New England. Everyone thinks the same things. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know. I think there is like sort of like an underground like Zoomer conservatism movement, but I don't think it's going to have any real manifestation in the pop culture. I think my generation is going to be more conservative than ever. Than ever. Maybe the next generation, or, or sorry, it will be less yeah, progressive, right? Ever. Yeah. Okay, I'm curious. I'm curious about something. Uh, I think we all spend a decent, unhealthy amount of time on Twitter, and we're kind of familiar with the type of rhetoric that's popular there, the things that get a lot of mm -hmm. tweets, a lot of traction, a lot of popular opinion behind it. How reflective is Twitter's uh, sort of like the, the zeitgeist of Twitter? How reflective is that of your kind of generation? I mean, I say yours, but I'm sort of at the cusp. I'm like, this is interesting, actually, real quick. I'm 25, okay, I was born in 95. Slug. You're 26. No, I'm 25. Oops. You think I'm a 26 okay. year old man? And, Literally. And yeah. Slush is um, 28. 20, 28. So he's kind of. I thought uh, you were. I'm more on the millennial side. You're more in the middle. And Tom is definitely. Tom is a Zoomer. I'm on the cusp of millennial and Zoomer. So, well, my question, though, is I feel like you have your pulse even more on the Zoomer demographic than I do, Tom. Do you think that Twitter is pretty reflective of Zoomers? I think there are a lot of older people on Twitter, honestly, like millennials yeah. and up. I don't think that Twitter is that reflective of Zoomer culture. I'd say more Instagram, probably. I was going to say um, Instagram and I mean, TikTok is like the Zoomer. The Zoomer yeah, TikTok, TikTok absolutely is very Zoomer. I mean, there are like, you know, outliers and old people there. But I remember when I was in high school, I mean, like even like all the popular chicks were like on TikTok. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, wow. it's de definitely TikTok. If you want to see like, uh, if you want to, if you want to like put your finger right on the pulse of the zoomer nation. And now that's getting shut down. So where are the zoomers going to go? Are they going to come to YouTube? 
Are they going to invade no, Turkey Tom's commentary space? I don't think so. I think isn't Instagram doing some like TikTok alternative? Yeah, and which makes perfect sense because, like you said, they already have the larger yeah. share of the market than any other social media platform. Yeah, I mean, there will be. I don't think they're going to come to YouTube because YouTube is like, like, like. Believe it or not, YouTube takes like uh, a relatively, relatively high IQ on this. Uh, I mean, sure, but a long attention span. Like to sit down and watch yeah. a ten-minute video. Not a lot of people do that now. Quite literally, the opposite of TikTok. Yeah, TikTok is literally like what ten seconds. Ten seconds, yeah. Yeah, and so if you hmm. you know if you go on that if you go off of that like I think people would have a very hard time transitioning to something like YouTube. Yeah. So that's a defining characteristic of the Zoomer generation is their short attention spans. Just having their fucking brains fried by technology and the media. Yeah. Okay. That's and- kind of concerning. <laughs> terrible yeah see this is interesting because all three of us although in different styles make kind of, i don't want to say long form but like certainly no i would say so longer anything than 20 minutes plus is long form yeah at that point uh how do you feel how, well i guess this is a question to both of you i mean how do you guys feel about the future of longer form more nuanced more in-depth stuff that we kind of do versus the quick you know forget 10 minutes, like even just TikTok style stuff where it's like a minute, two minutes max, uh, those kinds of chopped up quickly, quick ideas. I mean, do you think that there will still be a place for the longer form stuff? Do you think that um, there's an advantage or what are the advantages and disadvantages that you guys view? Between I mean, there will always be a demographic that likes longer stuff, especially on YouTube right now. I feel like you're yeah. rewarded for making longer content. It's like the but meta right next- now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everyone's doing like their like whole documentaries and stuff, you know, like down the rabbit hole, people like that. That's like mm-hmm. the whole, you know, that's, that's the new meme, the right opinion, making a four hour video about Nick on Avocado Avocado. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Like kind of ridiculous, Jesus. but that is what YouTube rewards right now. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm curious the, to see what the future is, but I really don't know. It is an interesting question because uh, like we were saying, YouTube probably has less of a younger demographic compared to the other social media platforms. So at some point, I mean, it just depends if the the people who are younger are going to cross over or not, because, you know, if like people who are like 15 right now, are they going to start using YouTube more when they get older? Or is the YouTube demographic always going to be more insulated? Because if it is, then I think the long form content will always be as long as as long as the algorithm prefers it and it makes more money then the long form content will always yeah have a place it all comes back to the algorithm it does that's the most concerning thing for me because it's like this ethereal force known as the algorithm is essentially governing a large part of our lives and of culture and influence and right now we might think we have a grasp on the algorithm or what it rewards and you know, and all that kind of stuff. But as we've seen, that shit can just change like that over a, a month, a, a policy change over a, a, a year. I, what do you guys feel about the future of YouTube in general then? Like, you know, we have things like Storyfire now, which seems to be like almost a commentary community style site. I don't even know all the details on that. But do you guys think that we're going to have things like Storyfire having like it almost seems like there's a possibility that we're gonna have these splintered off communities on youtube creating their own websites their own platforms and we're gonna have more and more segregated 
uh, spheres of uh, like different kinds of communities. Do you guys think that's going to happen or is it going to all stay on YouTube and it's just going to turn into the same uh, thing? Um, I don't know. I mean, I for the foreseeable future, I think it's just going to be YouTube unless they really like make make it impossible for a lot of creators at once. It's just going to be like sort of that slowly, uh, you know, boiling the frog effect, you know, where like you don't really like a lot of like, like like some of us know what's happening, but a lot of people are just ignorant to it and just, you know, let it slide. So yeah, they'll just get increasingly more cornered in terms of what content they can make and what jokes they can make. Yeah, I think that uh, and this is already a thing that most successful YouTubers do or know about, at least, is that you just can't put all your eggs in the YouTube basket, even if your main thing is making YouTube videos, because at the end of the day, you don't have control over your career. YouTube and Google slash Google does, you know, they run the algorithm. They have, they tell you, they, they choose whether or not your channel is monetized at the end of the day. You know, last year I had, I had an issue where, bless you, I had an issue where uh, my whole channel got demonetized with no warning and, like it got remonetized without any explanation either and that was kind of like a wake-up call for me because i sort of realized yeah. that like i need to you know diversify not that i've done a good job of that anyway but i think that every youtuber has to do it slush, slush got remonetized as soon as he told them he was jewish <laughs> yeah i sent them uh yeah. pictures of me in israel and they with, just, with oh, the yarmulke man, it was so weird yeah i invited them to my bar mitzvah <laughs> And uh, I just instantly got remonetized. It was the strangest thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's kind of one of those things where, like, I feel like unless you have a really large audience, it's hard to diversify. You know, it is it's hard to get carryover onto other platforms. Yeah, I mean, it's you, you almost have to grow from the ground up on different platforms at the oh, same yeah. time. Well, what is Storyfire? Is that something to put? It's any just stock like a in? YouTube alternative. Yeah, I'd say it, it's worth making an account and uploading some videos. Probably not your whole backlog, but some of them, yeah. Am I right in saying that it's primarily a commentary community kind of thing right now? It wasn't designed that way, but a lot of commentators have gone there. Yeah, like Daddy05, he's on there now. I'm still waiting yeah. to get approved. Greatest commentary video. channel ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's shift topics to something I wanted to bring up, but I couldn't find a clever way to bring it up, so I'm just going to bring it up anyways. Uh... Turkey Tom, who, you know, you, you engage a little bit in edgy commentary, edgy, edgy comedy. Who are your, some of your big influences? Uh, are there names that you can share publicly or are these like blacklisted names? Because I think I, I know. Can, I can say the same yeah, We're okay. clearly, clearly beating around the bush. Yeah. The yeah. And he was blacklisted, but I mean, obviously I can say his name. Nothing's mm. going to happen. So, yeah, so I mean, definitely Sam Hyde. Um you know, Nick Rochefort, Charles Carroll, uh, all three of them really a lot of their content. Million Dollar Extreme. Uh, Charles is a yeah, little weird. Yeah, I'm. I'm a. He's weird. He is weird, but I like him. I've been talking to him lately, actually. Um, oh, pretty pretty smart guy. Um, cool. Yeah, so like him a lot. Um, it, yeah, I mean, early on, probably stuff like Filthy Frank and Idubs for sure. But uh, as I fell down the 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 pipeline a little bit, you know, to sort of the darker comedy. Um, I found that like, you know, that like, like, I remember there was a time when I was like, filthy Frank, this is like, so edgy and wacky, but you know, you're kind of just like scratching the surface there. Yeah. Hmm. I think a lot of creators will have uh, taken inspiration from Sam Hyde without being super open about it. I mean, I've seen like, you know, people like Pyrocynical have like references to him in their videos. Um, 
uh, obviously uh, H3H3 was inspired by him, at least in part. Yeah, um, definitely. Idubs, I'd say as well, with his like Kickstarter series, um, was right. probably inspired by Idub or by Sam's stuff. So I think he's had a lot of influence in places, or even PewDiePie. Uh, he's you know referenced him and memes about him. So I think he has a lot more influence than uh, is, is like easy to tell if you really get into like his community and what he's doing. Yeah, the thing yeah. with Sam Hyde is that like he's obviously got. Like, I mean, I can't tell what's real and what's a joke, but I'm pretty sure he's got some very problematic views. But I think the guy is a fucking comedic genius. Like, he's, I can't not laugh at the stuff he, his videos, like, they kill me every time. Like, it's, yeah, the guy's hilarious. Dude, the, ah, fuck. That fucking one of, uh, I recently rewatched the one where, um, it was like an episode of Hide Wars where they rent the car. Oh. Uh, it was like a, oh. yeah, and they drive it in yeah. and they beat the shit out of it um yeah that was an awesome video dude i love that one wait hold on i thought you were talking about the one where he test drives the car and pretends to be gay well, that one's that one no it's so not not that funny. one no. do you know that one Tom? <laughs> that one's great he's uh, like running around seen, yelling this car's know. like getting a blowjob from a guy <laughs> i don't think i've seen that one no no i forgot the name of the car oh, that's man, good that's good so it's like some yeah it's like some girly car yeah Oh my god, it's so funny, Tom. You have to watch it. <laughs> he goes to the I'll check dealer. it out. It's it's Sam Hyde is this kind of like bigger guy, big hairy, gross looking guy, and he's going to this de- car dealership to get this tiny ass car, and he's doing a <laughs> test drive with uh you know like the test drive guy, and they're both just jammed in there like sardines. He's filming it secretly, <laughs> and he's putting on like a like a stereotypical gay voice. We're just crammed in here like a pack of sardines, and it's so funny. <laughs> It's good. It's good. And the the guy he's test driving with just hates what's going on. Like, yeah. hates it. He's pissed. Well, yeah. I mean, that's how it always is. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen Frank Hassel, but he's kind of like the new way. I've been seeing him on Twitter a lot uh, lately. Oh, yeah. I have heard. He's of him. pretty cool. Uh, he's currently trolling Boogie fourteen eighty eight, going after him. Funny, oh so. God. <laughs> um. <laughs> but so... you think Boogie's funny? No, no, I just think um, interesting choice of of uh, numbers there. It's just channel name. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, d- beyond that though, what do you think about this new? Oh, hello. hello. <laughs> Who the fuck is Maury Goldberg? Hello. Who's this? I'm, I'm. Listen, I am so angry right now. I'm. I'm fuming. I'm fuming. What's I'm going really, on? I am one of the twelve. Glush, gush podcast listeners. Listen, and I saw that you are platforming a Nazi. Oh, right, oh, right. shit. Okay. Uh, I don't know Blank what you're talking about. Outed. We're going to have to kick Tom off now. Uh, for, exposing, for exposing Slush for being a Nazi. Turkey Tom. <laughs> Turkey Tom, we here, I am a civil rights attorney at the ACLU. We have uh, compiled a dossier on some of the worst people to ever live. And under Pol Pot wow. is Turkey Tom. <laughs> that's Damn. That's pretty bad. I, that's pretty high. I wish I could have gotten a little closer to like, you know, I mean, who's number one? Oh, geez. You know who number one is. Richard Nixon. Um, Glink? <laughs> <laughs> Richard Nixon, yeah. Um, uh, oh, this is some. I don't even know what's going on here. I don't know what's going on either. This, somebody hacked our Discord. Listen, so. Tom is an irredeemable person. He should not be platformed. 
He is morally corrupt in principle and in practice. Lori Goldberg. Interesting. Uh, yes, uh, a civil rights attorney with ACLU. Yeah, I, I kind of picked that up from the name. What does that mean? Uh, a dog whistle. This is exactly that was a dog whistle. <laughs> it's just, this it's is, just a very nice name. Now I'm starting it's to believe nice Mari here. Now Northern I'm to European Mari. name. We have uh, done a very <laughs> thorough investigation on this chicken, and we know <laughs> that this guy, <laughs> this guy, uh, we have sources that have told us that he came out of the womb saying the N word. Oh fuck, Tom, is that true? Uh, I did not. I came out of the womb saying the K word, actually. But I mean, you were close. He's saying kike. Do you? This guy is. Oh Jesus! Do, he's a dog okay. whistler. Look at him. I am Jewish. I I am. I, we gotta. I am. Um, I'm fuming. I'm fuming. I was seriously considering taking the top tier of your Patreon for the uh, Gush podcast. I was seriously considering giving that a hundred dollars a month. But you, you are platforming uh, 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 racist, okay, we're, anti-Semitic, we're gonna, we're misogynistic, get, sexist, homophobic, uh, is, terrible uh, people influencing, influencing, the, influencing the young people. Get Maury okay. Goldberg out of here, guys. I don't know what's going on here. We're going to get Listen, our PR this department. Whole, this, whole man, this man's whole career is Not based off of talking about Pokemon's upper, uh, upper lip. Okay? That's the... This guy, he's he's degenerating the IQ of people, and he is spreading racism. Okay, he is just shallow, terrible, evil, and he, I think this is our list of demands. Really quick, I will leave okay. now. But listen, okay. this is our list of demands. Uh, Turkey Tom has to take an anti-discrimination class to learn that uh, being racist online isn't funny. He has to donate a thousand dollars to D'Angelo uh, D'Angelo Wallace. Uh, he has to tweet that Black Lives Matter. Uh, every day for the next two years, and he has to admit that John Swan is a way better commentary <laughs> YouTuber than him. Okay, and I have to go now. I have a yoga class at uh, six p.m. and uh, it's with my wife's boyfriend. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be right back. Okay, all right. Oh man, oh that was good. That was um, I don't know where that guy came from, but he really spoke some truth there actually and i i'm actually reconsidering my stance on tom wow really? but, interesting that yeah. was quick it was a quick turnaround i mean he did have some good arguments i can't disagree he, there. he made yeah. some good points did um wow look he even got, slush is sam is gone he took sam out he's frozen you see this he's he, damn wow Wow. Okay. Sent a Mossad agent after him. Or His Sam. Power went or Sam was the Mossad agent. His power lines were cut. Yeah. Because he was like, uh, "Excuse me, he's gone. He's gone. The power of Maury Goldberg is fucking huge. He just took out Sam. My power went out. I think it was Maury. Yes. I don't know. What, I don't know what's going on. I'm scared, guys. I'm a little nervous. You should look around the house and make sure that nothing's wrong. I think Maury Goldberg lives here in my Dude. house somewhere. Wow, this is crazy. I didn't expect that. What the fuck, man? Hopefully you're safe there. I don't know. Dude, you're in Canada. You just took but... out the entire house. Yeah. You're safe well, there. You're I don't safe know. there. Probably. I think you're fine. Damn that Maury Goldberg. Wow. Um we'll we'll get we're going to look into that later. Um we're going to look into that. We're just going to kill him. <laughs> um I do want to bring up something though here. 
and I don't know how to present this in a clean way, but uh, it seemed when I was alluding to earlier when I said, you know, you either die a commentary channel or you end up like H3H3, what I really mean to say is there definitely seems to be this trajectory of political correctness that a lot of these very successful channels end up in. Uh, I think IDubs to some extent ended up there. I think H3H3 definitely has ended up there. I think Anthony Fantano of the Needle Drop has found himself comfortably in this politically correct mainstream sort of leftist Twitter position. Uh, and I don't just mean politically. I also mean in terms of um, just kind of their style, like uh, their, their their rhetoric and their the, like their uh, the topics they focus on this they and the takes they give. Do you guys, am I crazy here or is this happening? Is this a thing? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I mean, I definitely see it as a trend. It's definitely a thing. Yeah. It's kind of weird, isn't it, though? Like all these old internet idols have now, I mean, maybe it's like, maybe maybe everyone ends up this way. If you're famous for being edgy, you like feel bad about it afterwards. I don't really know. But I mean, you know, Filthy Frank is obviously doing some very clean stuff now. He's making like political posts um, supporting Black Lives Matter. Nothing necessarily wrong with that, but there was a time when that would be completely antithetical to his brand. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's well, and Joji, I mean, Filthy Frank, who is now Joji, has pretty much killed his character, Filthy Frank. He's never, I mean, he said like two years ago, I'm never going to put out more music as, um, as Pink Guy, which I thought, the, I actually like Pink Guy more than Joji in terms of music. Um, and he's just very clean, very like mainstream and, and all that. And another example of this, I think I could be wrong. Isn't this something that, uh, Oliver tree is kind of doing like, isn't he killing his character of Oliver tree? I don't really know much about Oliver tree. No. Okay. I thought you would be an avid listener. I've heard right? a few of his songs. They're all right. I think the, um, the example of filthy frame or Joji or whatever, using or tweeting about black lives matter i feel like that's different because it's not his content becoming politically correct that's just you know his twitter it's like whatever. his brand though i feel like his brand is very like like there used to be a time when he would like you know he'd be like fuck these faggots you know like that was like literally what he did every day mm. um and he'd like shit on you know vegans just for being vegan like, like on really twitter real good reason. he would do this yeah not it not not even on twitter only but like his whole brand was like anti-mainstream anti-pc and there's nothing wrong with supporting black lives matter you know I, I think it's probably a good thing but i'm just saying like there is like a noticeable turn where like five years ago could you have seen him doing anything remotely close to that yeah no yeah That's a good no. Point. uh and and to be clear here i i think the problem i see with this is that it's not so much that I have a problem with people taking these kinds of positions or political slants or whatever you want to call it, social stances. It's that I, I think when this is like the only, ex I feel like there's a, there's an error in, in certain spaces online where that's the only acceptable way to be. And it's like this mold you have to fit into. And I think I, I appreciate, what is that clicking sound? clicking <laughs> so okay. i'm trying to refresh the page to see when the internet comes back oh really wait how are you talking to oh you're on your phone i'm on my phone oh. right now yeah oh wow like mari mari really now. did a number on you there jesus christ 
Yeah, fucking Maury Goldberg, man. Don't let that guy in your Discord calls. Yeah, for real. I'll get wow. you. I'll get you. Uh, but what I was going to say is that let him in? one reason I like Tom and I'm, I'm kind of uh, hoping that, that he finds more success or whatever is that you're obviously not this extreme political figure or this extreme like right leaning weirdo whack job kind of person. But you have you're not afraid to have the edgy humor. You're not afraid to say a little bit controversial things and go against the grain a little bit. Um, you're not afraid to say the N word on Twitter. And I think that that evens out the sort of playing no. field. Can I say bit. it? Can I say it on YouTube? I don't really know. What the N word? I mean, you can, but uh, it's just I mean, that's your call. It's not me. Oh, I'm just, I, I don't know if they if they actually ban people for that. No, I'm not sure. I don't well, think technical they do. said um, it on our podcast last week, but so. he's also a black. I think uh, okay. YouTube has yeah. a, with a I would, well, no, I said it. I said it on a live stream not that long ago, and the live stream was fine. Um, so it might be okay. But I have no reason to right now, I guess. I'll save it for when, you know, someone deserving comes on the cast. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's well, kind let of me finish a... my point. Let me finish my point. Hold on. Hold on. I know hold what on. you're saying. Hold on. No, no, no. You don't know what I'm saying. Hold on. Let me finish. Okay, um, I don't know what you're saying. You're 18. Your brain's not fully Your brain's not fully exactly. developed. You don't even think properly yet. <laughs> hold on a fucking sec. Okay. So, but what I want to say is just that I, I think it's good to have people like Tom uh, because... You don't want when you have just this one acceptable viewpoint, it's so much more likely for people to go the other extreme and lash out in more extreme ways on the other end. You know, like it, it's if the only acceptable thing is this mainstream, uh, let's say, like very politically correct thing. I think a lot of people in the shadows, in the in the depths are going to be like saying the most extreme things in the other way. And that's not good either. You don't want two extremes. I think you want as much of a peaks and valleys and kind of leveled um, terrain as you can so that people have uh, a variety of thought. And, and yeah, go on, Tom. Well, I was going to say, isn't the key to uh, edgy humor having a mainstream to go against? You say like, like, like would Leafy be funny if everyone was already okay with what he was doing? No. Yeah, oh. that's true. That's definitely not. Yeah. Would my jokes matter if it was just like, you know, like, like, I'm not saying I love, like, mainstream media or the messages they push or their, like, attitudes, but I'm saying, like, they're, they're kind of, in our situation, a necessary evil in order to have someone like Filthy Frank be so, like, like you know, pervasive and interesting and new and, and cool. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely seems right now, though, that it's kind of gone way the other way, if you ask me. Like, way, you know. Like, like I know there was, like, the big push against PC culture. Yeah. But I think we're even farther down that road now. Absolutely, um, yeah. Yeah. People are more afraid to speak about anything now than ever because yeah. it seems like every little thing, even if it's not supposed to be controversial, upsets someone somewhere and on the internet it magnifies that. Right. So no but if you if you can if you can get your message out or you can make your joke or whatever and you can do it right, then you're rewarded for it. Definitely. Mm. Absolutely. That's also important to have that voice out there when it's a more like I don't know. Opinion. I don't want the common sense, but it's just like when it's not supposed when it's a voice that people are afraid to speak out on. Yeah. But it's a message that needs to be said. There's a lot of people who are going to silently be like, thank you for saying that because I didn't have the bravery to or whatever. Yeah. It all yeah. depends what yeah. you're talking about, though. And um, more related to Tom, I, I think this is something where maybe your critics or your because I've seen some pretty vitriolic comments. uh levied against you on Twitter or otherwise. Uh, and, and some people have a very negative perception of you. And I think 
one thing that's missing from from discourse online is people are just so infinitely complex, especially like smart, nuanced, and, and kind of serious thinking people uh, are, are, are way more complex than people want to let on. And what I mean by that is a lot of the times I, I see, I don't want to get too political, but like, for example, right now, Everybody is being reduced, I feel like, to their racial identity, their gender identity, their sexual orientation, and that's their identity. That's who they are. Which party they back in American politics. Right. And I think in a truly free and equal and interesting society, what you identify as racially or what you look like or gender should be the least interesting thing about you. Uh, Mm -hmm. And not to put you on the spot, but I think... Uh, Sam, you are, can I, can I come out of the, I don't know uh, what that I'm by. You're by a Jew. (laughs) True. It's true. I'm Jewish. It started when I was seven. I don't know what happened. I just got into the wrong crowd. And the next thing I knew I was Jewish. But, but the point is that even, even let's even add, add the, add the Jew, uh, ethnicity to this. You would never know that by, uh, just talking with with Sam, you know, one on one, and it's not like a core part of his identity. It's not a core part of his videos. These are just okay. I happened. didn't know that at all. I had no idea. Yeah, <laughs> I, I learned just now. Yeah. And that's not to say you can't be like expressive or proud or whatever of your identity and all that. But it's just when you make when you reduce people to only that, and it's like, oh, you're a cisgender white person, or you're um, a black person, like Joe Biden, like you're black. You have you got to vote for me, like. That's so uh, reductionist and limiting. Yep. I, I, I wanna, yeah, I agree. I don't That's why I don't like the whole thing where uh, I don't like the thing on Twitter where it's not necessarily a pronoun thing, but it's like you know someone just has like a list of like 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 you know like black uh, he him and like all that stuff. It's like you're just reducing yourself to those things if you just like list off yeah. like a bunch of like weird factoids in your bio about you. They don't I really say anything about you. Like interests, you know, like what animes they watch or something. Yeah. Or not even just like, just have like a simple bio and just have people like read your tweets to get a sense of who you are. Yeah. That too. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There's definitely a huge problem of uh, people identifying with this. They're like, essentially it's like a, they're uh, collecting themselves based on identifiers rather than just who they are as in terms of their personality. It's, it's weird and backwards in my eyes. Like it's, I think you should celebrate, you know, if you're, if you're uh, LGBT or whatever, like it's fine. There's a time and place to celebrate it. And like, you shouldn't, should definitely not be ashamed of it and people should be accepting, but it should, like you said, it should be the least of the, the last thing that people are talking about. Like, it should just be like a part of who you are. And what's really more interesting is like, what are your thoughts on these things? And, you know, there should be values that people ascribe to that are above whatever your identity is because you're not your identity. And this is something, um, this is a little bit serious to bring to light, I suppose, but we're going to need some reverence here. I'm going to need some reverence here. This is not a (laughs) a laughing matter. Uh, so this I'm showing on my screen right now is something I retweeted and I thought it was interesting. Uh, and the tweet reads, it's by someone named oats and mag. My detransition faced more scrutiny by the trans community than my transition. I was asked to consider how this would affect my life moving forward and if it was the right decision. For transitioning, I was given an hour appointment and the number for a doctor who wouldn't ask questions. And um, 
and I retweeted that because this kind of speaks to to the whole issue that that I'm that we're kind of talking about here, which is it's <coughs> it's not about a lot of the times people talk about diversity and and these kinds of things and that, they, that these are virtuous things and in some ways they are for sure but a lot of the times what i see isn't diversity it's more like we're good with these types of beliefs these types of thoughts you know it's good to transition it's good to be trans it's good to be all this but it's like oh but if you're someone who's uh lost and confused and maybe you want to detransition or maybe that's your path that's not acceptable that's not that goes against our narrative. And um, this is something that I, I think is uh, is going to be more common too going forward uh, is detransitioning. You mean in a general sense? Oh, detransitioning. Yeah, I yeah. agree with you. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, this, maybe this is controversial to say. I don't care. Uh, right now, there's, there's just a lot of hype around transgender culture, I guess. And I do think that it's leading to people getting confused. Like there are absolutely real transgender people, yeah. but I do think that there are people who are confused and finding a community that accepts them and then later realizing that that's not what they are. And we're going to see a lot of people detransitioning. And I do. And there's definitely like certain online communities that uh, like, like this girl is saying or I, whatever, like yeah. this person is saying that, that are, are just, trying to like push that sort of discussion away because I feel like it, it, they, I, I, from my perception, it seems like they feel threatened by the idea of uh, detransitioning if they're not secure entirely in their own transition. That makes It's sense. such a complicated issue. Uh, and I think yeah. it's, 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 it's kind of like sad and scary for the people who, who are uh, transitioning, but I turned and finding out later that they're not, <clears throat> transgender because like they're putting their body through permanent changes potentially depending on what they're going through which brings us yeah. to pyrocynical oh is, is pyro trans i'm just i, I, I actually pyro. don't know i don't know either is he is no he? he's not no he's not. oh is that a troll <laughs> okay <laughs> um yeah so are you going to transition or what tom absolutely hormone Argentina? blockers now yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh I don't know I I feel very like uh I feel like a weird like I have a weird feeling about that whole part of like my generation that's like very supportive of the whole trans thing like I don't uh, I'm not like a Ben Shapiro type that's like well I'm you know I'm gonna call them what their real gender is because that's science it's like I don't really care is that Ben Shapiro or the Joker like, yeah what what the fuck was that uh, that was joke Joker Shapiro sorry did, did I do more of a Joker voice what yeah happens um, when I, I, I can do more of a Joker impression but no I uh. <laughs> I I, uh, I kind of feel that like uh, I don't know I don't think it's necessarily best to do I get that it's like more effective if you start at a young age but I don't know intuitively oh, yeah, to the... me it just comes across as a very like not cohesive like it's a big it's life. a big decision and it's something that's irreversible in many cases so it's definitely something that people should not be doing lightly and yet. I feel like that is not a part of the online rhetoric at all. It's like super pro transitioning, super pro hormone blockers. Age doesn't matter. Uh, and it's like, okay, hold on. This is a big decision for someone's life. I'm not saying that there isn't a legitimate reason or cases where people should uh, be trans at some point in their life or whatever. Yeah. But 
it's just not a it's a again it's a complicated thing and uh so complicated it's viewed as this like virtuous thing just by default when it's not yeah i feel like the age thing is probably one of the most complicated aspects of it because both sides have like compelling arguments yeah i mean i don't have a lot of like experience with like like i'm not really friends with any trans people i I didn't really like know any uh in school or whatever um so i don't really know exactly like what their experience is i'm sure it's not fun to you know feel as if you are in the wrong uh sort of body or whatever not feel comfortable in your own skin but i also at the same time like i just intuitively something in, in my head when i see like uh you know really young people sort of starting to transition it's just like I don't want to say disgust, but it's like an uncomfortable feeling where it's like, I don't know if you're doing the right thing right now um, Mm. for yourself or for everyone around you. Yeah. What's interesting. You know, it's their decision. I'm not going to stop them from doing that. Yeah. I was going to say, and this almost like ties into like the Zaptai stuff a little bit, or at least the accusations against them is that like, so like when it comes to transitioning, you're seeing people advocating for younger and younger ages. But when it comes to like sexual consent, it seems like, every day i'm seeing like the age at which uh, a person can consent gets pushed further like it used to be like for example here in canada people are, are you're legal at 16 right and i know in the us it's 18 i saw a tweet today that was like 20 year old women like shouldn't it's it's almost pedophilic in nature for a 20 year something year old woman mm. to be sleeping with a 30 something year old man and it's like yeah i mean i, I don't know yeah. if no yeah i, I I don't know. I think in my state, because it's not 18 in all of the United States. I think some oh, states, okay. most are 18. My state is 16, um, which I don't know. I mean, well, there, there's there's a federal there's a federal. Uh, so the way it works, I think, is that if it's 16 in your state, it's only that only applies if you're uh, if the other person is also under 18 or something oh, okay. like that. But uh, aren't I, there like Romeo and Juliet laws or whatever, where it's like if you're like. <laughs> Being if you both girl. kill yourself, it's okay. Is that how the Romeo and Juliet laws work? <laughs> no, no. It's like it's like if you're like dating a girl or something, you're already in a relationship, and then you like turn eighteen, but she's like sixteen oh. or something. It's still legal. I don't exactly know what it is, but it's something like that. Huh? Because it's because Romeo and Juliet were like like I think they're like three or four years apart. I mean, my my dad is eight years older than my mom, and I don't think that's yeah. that's unusual my, for where they were older coming than from. my mom. How much older? Nineteen. Nineteen years apart, my parents. Wow! Impressive. If that happened today, yeah. my like, parents are like six or seven. I think Twitter would put my dad in prison if they could. Well, it's <laughs> not all of Twitter. I think I think no, I think I Twitter know. is a poor poor way to pulse the public's opinion. Like you 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 always see those takes because Twitter like blows them the fuck up and is like everyone this is so ridiculous. But it's, yeah, like, they're not getting a lot. You know, I, I would have agreed with you a year ago, but what I feel like is happening now in in the world and because of all these lockdowns and the state of the world is making this possible, I think. I feel like Twitter is spilling over into reality. Do you, do you guys not feel that way? To some extent, for sure. I think so. That, yeah, I don't really know. I mean, everything is like connected to everything. I don't really feel particularly one way about like one platform well here's one example right um a lot of like the typical rhetoric that was associated with social justice warriors in like 2016 is extremely mainstream today okay and that's the kind of stuff that you would see on twitter and people would probably say oh well it's the internet no one actually thinks this way but it's become a lot more mainstream and like you even have 
Netflix uh, recently made like this giant Twitter thread about the Matrix where they were like literally teaching their followers what like I don't know if you're familiar with the term egg in the transgender community, but it's like it's basically pink pilling related stuff. It's a uh, explain it's like that. a term. So, so egg is a term used in the transgender community for someone who hasn't realized that they're transgender yet. But the problem and like that's probably like a legit thing to some extent. But the problem is, at least on the subreddit, that there's a really popular one called egg IRL is they will try and convince people that they are transgender using flimsy logic and people who are, you know, not sure of themselves. And I saw a tweet today about uh, a person who was basically describing how they were pink pilled by someone and how it's completely fucked up their life, like permanently or whatever. Yeah. So the fact that the Netflix official Netflix Twitter is tweeting about that, probably not realizing that there is like a whole dark side to that. Cause I'm not saying it's all dark. There's definitely like, you know, it's a, it's two sides of a coin thing, but I don't think Netflix yeah. is aware of, of that dark side, but they're tweeting about it on their official Twitter. So, well, yeah, I mean, Netflix is a business. They're just doing whatever is going to get them the most support. But that's money, the so. problem, right? Because all the businesses are doing it. And that's how yeah. this sort of rhetoric becomes more mainstream because they're like, oh, well, this is what people like. So we're going to do it because that's what that's okay, what makes I'm us gonna money. Read, I'm going to read the uh, the egg thing here from Netflix. I'm going to be my own Jamie right now. Uh, so this was tweeted August 6th in response to... I guess just, I don't even know. I guess it's just their own tweet, actually. It's literally just their own tweet. While the Wachowski sisters, formerly the Wachowski brothers, weren't publicly out as trans while making the films, in the doc Disclosure, Lily speaks about the, quote, burbling undercurrent of rage that I felt not being able to be who I was while making The Matrix. And then they responded again to their tweet. And this brings us to the concept of an egg in the trans community. An egg is word for a trans person who hasn't realized that they're trans yet. As Vox critic, blah, 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 writes, The Matrix is maybe the eggiest movie ever made. Now, obviously, this is like some... I like that the top comment is Netflix really out here grooming people. (laughs) At least people are aware. Um, (laughs) Now, here's... uh, I mean, there's a few ways to talk about this. that concept just doesn't make sense to me because it implies <laughs> that like you're predetermined to be trans uh, before you realize it. It's just very like deterministic. And it's like, well, to be fair, you realize, you realize that is the mindset. It's like, yeah, you know, like, you're always trans or whatever. P- people who are trans typically uh, have had feelings of gender dysphoria or misalignment or whatever it is. From a young age, right? Mm. So, like, there is some validity to that thought process. Sure. Okay, okay. Here's... Oh, I don't know how much we're going to get into the weeds on this, but um, Raycon, Raycon, thank you for sponsoring this podcast. Use the promo code TURKEYTOM for 15% off your next Raycon purchase. Um, you can go check it out at raycon.com forward slash TURKEYTOM. Um, what I was going to say is that... Okay, let's say someone was abused as a child, right? I'm not saying Turkey Tom was, but I'm just using an example. But you're not saying he wasn't either. Yeah. Um, Somebody abused as a child. Now, them being a child abuse or 
abuse victim actually makes them far more likely to be a child abuser themselves later on in life because it's like this past trauma that they didn't overcome and that's that's just how things work out psychologically unfortunately now um what i'm trying to say is would you then say that there's a predetermined script for that victim of child abuse to be a child abuser in a way yes but also we recognize that there is some uh fluidity there like you can change as a person. And I think we've seen this with, I've, I know people like this, or I've known of people like this when it comes to transitioning, where they, uh, they're kind of, people are, are subject to influence, obviously. You can be convinced that you should be trans. This is the whole detransition movement. This is why it's, it's even happening, because some people are convinced that they should be trans when really they don't actually feel like they should be deep down inside. Yeah, it's like a warning for people like them who say, hey, think about it a little bit more before you make any rash decisions, basically. Yeah, and, and I guess my whole point is just to say that my understanding of, of human brains and how they work is you can be on a predetermined path based on what uh, past events that happened, but you can also be subject to change. And the popular... Uh, who who's influencing you has a lot to do with what that end result is. So in other words, when you're saying things like people are eggs and this is just how it is and they turn into, they, they become trans and that's just how it is and that's normal and that's healthy. It's like, okay, uh, that's not exactly true. That's just not exactly true because people do change and people do have influence. Maybe you saying that is what's influencing them to think that. Does that make sense? I don't know if I'm getting too deep into the weeds here, but... I get what you're saying, and I think it does make sense. Like, you're saying that, like, by subscribing to this ideology that uh, your gender identity is predetermined, uh, you're actually encouraging more people to potentially falsely believe that their gender identity is predetermined. Or, I don't know, I, I, I kind of know what you're saying, but it's a little confused, I Okay, guess. Right. It's, a, it's a big-ass topic, but Tom, what yeah, you, as a child abuse too. victim, what do you have to yeah. say? Uh, I mean, I think, I think, uh, ideally we would not have trans people in the first place because we don't want people to be born feeling like they're in the wrong sort of skin or whatever. Right. We don't want them to feel as though they're born incorrectly. Right. Um, yes. So yeah. I think what, I think what Glink is getting at is that like by pushing this constant message of, uh, acceptance rather than getting to the, the root problem of what makes people this way or you're going to encounter some issues with like your rhetoric and maybe the movement itself should be questioned. You know, I think that's what he's saying. That's kind of my take. That is kind of what I'm saying. And by the way, this should go without saying, I have been friends with trans people. I don't, this has nothing to do. <laughs> no, 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 this has nothing to do with individuals and, and people like people always take, I find that on Twitter, especially, and just a lot of people online are really bad at separating ideas from people. I think I said this in the last episode, but most people like they'll view this discussion as just transphobic. It's like, no, 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 I'm not. They're definitely going to take what Tom said out of context. <laughs> yeah, but that's Tom. Uh, that's just, yeah, that's a good <laughs> I didn't say anything bad. I think what I said made sense. You no, know, you said it made sense, but I could just totally see people taking the part where you said you don't think there should be trans people out of context. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I gave, more, that, I gave like, more nuance. I gave more nuance than you. Yeah. Um, but I also, to your point, I also kind of tiptoed around it more. So maybe it, you're more direct than me in that regard. I view it as a more sensitive issue because I know that people have a lot of feelings associated with this. It's their identity. It's their, their orientation, um, as well. Um, 
So yeah, with that, I mean, Caitlyn Jenner, woman of the year, four years in a row. Is that true? She four years be. in a row? She should be. <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner for president. That's that's the next. I think Caitlyn Jenner is the Antichrist. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. I think she, uh, she's going to win. I don't think she's going to unite the world. Tom, who do you got? 2020 election. Let's go. Who do you got? Uh, I mean, I liked Kanye. I don't really know. I'm kind of blackpilled right now on the whole election thing. Really not not looking forward to my first vote being for people that I don't really want to vote for. Mm-hmm. I'm we'll Kanye. get used to it. So it's not <laughs> yeah. going to change. <laughs> Nothing new under the sun. In the words of South Park, you're always going to be voting for some douche or some turd. Hmm. Um, I feel like it, well, it wasn't always that way, right? There was a time when people were like passionate about candidates. Maybe. Yeah. I guess earlier on in American history, yeah. like early 20th century, maybe. <laughs> First half, second half, not so much. Um, Tom, what's know. your next video? Uh, yeah, so I, I was going to do a video about Leafy before all this shit happened and I like have it like basically written, but I'm going to rework it, like the titling a little bit. So it doesn't seem like I'm just doing video after video about Leafy, Mm. probably more about the commentary community as a whole. But yeah, that was my next video after that. Very big plans. Can't talk about exactly perhaps off the show. We can can discuss that, but yeah. Was this your first little teaser of this giant project you're working on? Uh, I, I would call it, it's more of a series, but we'll talk about it. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that's Turkey Tom guys. Uh, this has been gush. I'm going to, this is the end of the official show, but now we're going to read these super chats and then we're going to kind of sign off here. Not long after that. Yeah. But I think we had a good discussion. I think we're going to, yeah, that was good. Yeah. We're going to solve yeah, transgenderism. We're going to cure it. Yeah. Even with my 18-year-old, not developed, puny yeah. brain. Even yeah. with your child. Yeah, you're, you're pretty smart for, uh, for a child abuse victim. Idiot. You're pretty smart for a retard, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you said that what I was going to say. Yeah. Oh, man. Hey, you said it, not me. Um, but I agree. Again. Hold on. I'm trying to find, <laughs> trying to find my super chats. Um, I see one from Tom already. I so. do. I saw that too. Yeah. Thanks, Tom. Yeah. I'm going to donate that back to you on your next stream. What do you, do you ever stream? Uh, I have before. Yeah. I get like 500 viewers, but I usually just play video games. So it's not, it's not as many viewers as I'd like to do it consistently. Well, I think it's because you're playing video games, right? If you were doing yeah. more, more relevant to your channel. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's uh, I don't, I don't love streaming, honestly. Once in a while I like it, but I don't think I'm, it's very exhausting for me. Like mentally, like it's a very like draining thing for me to just talk to someone for like hours. Uh, I could get more used to it, but I don't know. And in that's my, in my the current, credit uh, to the streamers who, who to search to show that it is hard work to stream. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's not fun. It's not, it's not, it's not great. Especially I can't imagine doing it for like 10 hours a day. I'd want to kill myself. Uh, yeah. Here's the thing though about streaming um, it is a different skill, but also there's less other than just being a little bit quick on your feet mentally, sometimes, you know, you're not designing, you're not creating. It's a different, it's a different skill. It's more like a social skill than it is a artistic skill, oh, yeah, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas making videos is more artistic. Or more By the way, I just got a message saying that Greg and Tom need to work their takes better. Holy fuck. 
Who yeah. That? yeah, probably. I, I did. I did word that very poorly. Let me work my takes. Let me work my takes. I don't know what did that I say. Means. Work. I said word. Word. Oh. Not bad. I mean, that's fair. I did. I did word pretty poorly, but I, I don't think I said anything. Bad. I don't think. I, I think said Greg's anything. more guilty of it. What? Than you, if you're on. Wait. What? I, what did yeah. I say? What did I say? You just. You're just speaking thing about the Jews. <laughs> the way you frame things, it's like it sounds so much worse than your actual intention. Really? It sounds more like. I don't know. Maybe I'm insensitive, I, I guess. The no, way I'm you not, say I'm that. not trying to be insensitive, but I don't. Maybe that came off that way. Oh my God. I, do I know. I, don't worry. I know. How do I view? I'm so confused. I don't know how to view my super chats from this. Oh, wait. Is this it? Okay. I think I found it. It's not like updated, though. It's like showing from fucking last week. What? Uh. How do I more like, technical difficulties? Yeah. Eh? How do I get a recap of all the super chats? All of them. Uh, uh, there's a way to see them. If you go into your like live streaming tab, I think there's like a super chats like history thing. You can scroll through all of them. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Where is that? I'm not. I'm not my stream. Right uh, it might be in the old YouTube layout. I don't really know. Um, I used to know. Okay. Uh participants toggle timeout pop out chat i am curious now, seen, um, now i'm fucked up because i'm wondering what i said that was viewed as okay uh, so what um yeah so i think the way it's like let me try this out on my own see if this works <laughs> the irony is that i, I want to <clears throat> say this about in defense of myself or in description of myself Okay, so this is what you want to do. So go to okay. your studio, click monetization, and click the supers tab, and you can see a list of all the most recent ones in order. Studio monetization. Yep, it's a monetization on the left side, and then just click the the tab on the like top that says supers. It's next to merchant merchandise, and you can see a list of all your donations that people have given you. Okay, one second. Do I go to my dashboard? Oh, I see it. I see it. I see it. I see it. Yeah. Um, all right. <clears throat> we got 50 NOK from odd NJT. He said, we can hear you now. Yay. Um, <laughs> he said, never mind. And then he got, and then I got 50 more NOK. I don't know what that is. North Korean currency or something. Uh, thank you. Odd. Uh, appreciate that. Now we have, 10 pen from what is pen what the fuck are these made up currencies the first one is norwegian i think okay pen is like pennsylvania right we got um yeah pennsylvania currency pennsylvania yeah. dollars yeah, currency. it's actually from the future after the u.s civil war breaks out and pennsylvania yeah. splinters off um so thank you for the 10 10 2070 coming right up uh no it's 2020 uh sebastian <laughs> Servas, most gender non-conforming people outgrow it. Why not wait for puberty and see if dysphoria increases or decreases, then decide to use blockers or not until a better method of detection exists? Uh, I think that's true. I, I agree with you, Sebastian. And also, I'll add on top of that, maybe this is controversial. Ooh. Uh, you should also go through like minimum a year of therapy and talk about this with some licensed expert before doing any putting anything in your body maybe after that you still want to whatever 
but I'm just saying you owe it to yourself. I definitely agree with that. There should definitely be like a, a long, there should be a lot of therapy and figuring things out before any physical stuff happens. Yeah. Uh, Tom gave me $10 says this sucks. Thank you, Tom. Uh, appreciate that, man. Really just raising our spirit. That's here. zoomer for like this podcast is awesome. Right? Yeah, it is. That's how, that's how zoomers talk. I had to throw it, throw a bone in the stream. Um, we got $5 from fire rises. He said, Turkey, Tom, are you a Nick Fuentes fan? You are, you are a groiper. Be <laughs> honest. Love your content. Um, what is, uh, what is the, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a groiper. Uh, I mean, Nick says some smart things now and then I, I don't agree with pretty much most of what he says, but, uh, I would not describe myself as a, uh, an avid fan now. I don't know much about him other than I saw him in that Sam Hyde video. Uh, and I know I've heard, I, well, actually I have yeah. seen this clip of him saying some very questionable things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think like, some of it is LARPy. I don't want to defend him necessarily. Cause I do think he has a lot of like kind of extreme takes that I wouldn't agree with, um, and don't agree with particularly on like race and things like that. But I mean, as far as like, you know, the whole family values thing, I can get behind that. We have six. Oh, Ten dollars from Laughing Kuru. Wow, thank you, Laughing Kuru. Oh, thank you by the way. Fire rises for the five dollars. Uh, and Laughing Kuru, he says, "Hey Tom, on your recent video on streamers, I can't believe how blatant they steal content." As someone who watches EFAP, is that like Isan's oh, cousin? No, EFAP uh, is like a, it's like a <laughs> YouTube movie reviewer podcast. <gasps> okay. uh, there's so much to talk about a topic video, yet those streamers said nothing. Oh, yeah, EFAP is a pretty good example of transformative content. They do a good job. Uh, although I can't, I, I watch it now and then, but I can't be fucked to watch a 10 hour podcast. It's, oh it's a God, hard, no, that's um, huge. Jesus. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really, it, it's like to the point that I think it's unnecessary, but I mean, you know, they do give like additive commentary and you know, they have things to say about it. Hmm. Yeah. I will say, by the way, I waited, I, I neglected to mention this on the proper podcast, but uh, you know, slush made the first video before fucking leafy i'm pretty sure before the calling out streamers reacting calling stuff. out streamers reacting and maybe he didn't go as in depth as as you did tom but uh i thought i thought sam did a great job with that topic did. he did it before anyone thank good. you thank you appreciate it so pay yes. attention to slush the video He's is uh how twitch killed irl streaming yeah it's a little bit of a different basis for the topic, but it still gets to the yeah. same kind of place. Okay. Um, well, yeah, that, that about sums it up, guys. I think this was a great discussion. Tom, thanks for joining us, man. This was fun. No problem. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, have you on again sometime. It'll be cool. Yeah, maybe. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. Well, Absolutely. good luck, man. Do you want to say anything? Say anything to your fans before you, you leave or anything like that? Or final thoughts? Um, Turkey Tom Nation represent stay based. That's about it. Okay. Oh yeah. Ba Wait, based with an S T, right? Because turkeys get basted. B A S T E. Yes. There we go. That's good. Nice. Okay. That's put that on a t shirt. I'll buy it. Uh, uh, would you? Would you wear I, that? I'll buy it. You and should make send like it. a turkey baster, like a pill, and say based pilled. Yeah. I'll buy it and send it to uh, kids in Africa. 
because yeah, they deserve it. We're going to teach them I, JavaScript. I haven't bought a ton of YouTuber merch. I recently bought a Wang shirt, though. He, is, he has his sick merch. merch. looks pretty fire, dude. It yeah. looks good. Yeah. Not as good as mine is about to look when I release it with my next video. Stay tuned right. for that. But it looks really good. Wang, we're going to have Wang yeah, I'll on. buy one of your shirts. But uh, but yeah, uh, Wang had a really good. Uh, it was like a metal shirt, which is like his like it's a kind of his channel like theme, I guess. But mm -hmm. uh, really well done. Like you don't even have to like watch his channel to appreciate the artwork. Yeah, yeah, it just looks cool. Yeah, he's pretty much killing it in like every aspect, and he's cool, dude. So, and he yeah. has. I've seen him post on his Instagram. He's got some hot girls wearing his merch. That's how you know you made yeah. it when hot yeah. girls are wearing it. Like fuck yeah, dude. Uh, can't wait to see the hot girls wearing Turkey Tom merch. Uh, on the way, on the way. <laughs> I'm so hyped. This is going to be amazing. Wow. Turkey Tom nation rise up. Uh, hopefully not too strong because the last time Turkey rose up as a nation, they really fucked my people up. They killed us. They took our land. Mm. So I'm actually kind of, now I'm reconsidering that statement, but if people don't know that Turkey Tom is cause he's Turkish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 We don't like talking about that. Yeah, I'm actually not Turkish at all. I'm not. I know. I, know, I, know, I, know. <laughs> I didn't think anyone would. But actually mentally, that. mentally, you kind of are sometimes. Yeah, mentally, with your, I'm with your with your genocidal tendencies. You're, you're not Turkish, but like on the inside and on the outside, you're Turkish. Yeah, I mean Armenian genocide, more like Armenian justified. That's what I'm okay. saying. Can we kick this guy from the call? <laughs> How do I... Okay. Um, oh god. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for watching. Uh, check out me. Check out Slush. Check out Tom. We're going to catch you guys uh, next time. Let me figure out how to end the stream. Oh, here we go. You just hit the stop stream button. Bye.